0: Sometimes studying the Bible can feel overwhelming and confusing. Grounded in Truth with Janet Dennison will help you learn to study, understand, and apply God's word to your daily life. His word is true, and guess what? It's for everyone. So thanks for joining us today as we dive into scripture together.
1: Rounded in Truth Summer Series with me, Janet Dennison. I'm excited to teach you some of my favorite passages of scripture this summer, beginning with Psalm 119, which I've titled, The ABCs of a Faithful Life. Psalm 119 is a perfect place to dive into scripture and discover the importance of God's word for your life. When we look at this Psalm in its entirety, we will uncover priceless gems that reveal the character of God and his great love for us. So welcome to a study of Psalm 119, God's instruction manual for a faithful life. Let's look at this week's lesson. Welcome to lesson five of Psalm 119. I often say to those that I'm teaching, that one of the most important things to develop in our lives is the knowledge and the ability to know when God is speaking to us. Almost always he will speak through scripture. And so that's why Psalm 119 emphasizes over and over again, the truth of God's word, the need we have for God's word and the power of God's word in our life. God wanted us to know him. So often we know about people, but there's a big difference in knowing about someone and knowing them. God doesn't want us just to know about him. God doesn't want us just to believe he exists. He wants to exist in our lives. He wants us to know him as a presence and a power. In our lives. And that is why Psalm 119 was taught to the boys from a very young age. Each one of these stanzas or strophes is a different letter of the alphabet. And throughout each one of the stanzas, the same letter was used over and over again to emphasize not only the letter, but the totality of who God is. It was easy for the Hebrew children to memorize each one of these stanzas. And that's why the word was planted in their heart. That's why they could live with God present in every moment. And that's why I wanted to teach Psalm 119. We tend to Google verses in our world today and learn what God said about a certain subject that's different been walking through the day and hearing his voice interrupt you to say, hey, you need to think about this. Before you make this choice, I want you to stop. That's what God does in our lives when we learn his voice and his presence in every moment. So as we go through lesson five today, I want you to be thinking about that. How does God direct our lives through his word, through his voice in our lives? So we're going to begin today with verse 113. It's the stanza that is titled Psalmach, is how you would say that. And it talks about the difference between opinion and truth. Verse 113 says, I hate the double minded, but I love your law. You are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. It's one of my favorite verses. I know I've said that a few times. When he says, I hate the double minded, he doesn't use that word like we would use it for hate. It's the opposite of the next sentence. To hate double-minded thoughts is to love God's law. And those two stanzas mean the same thing. It means that we avoid those opinions that have no right or wrong. A double-minded person is someone who can believe something one day and something entirely different the next day and the psalmist is saying i i don't want that in my life i want to hate that because i want to love your law the words that are always true the word of god that's always consistent and he says you are my hiding place and my shield i hope in your word god wants us to know his word because he wants to protect us he wants us to hide our lives, protected, shielded from wrong ideas and wrong thoughts, because we know what God's word says is true. And why should we follow God's laws? Verse 115 says, Depart from me, you evildoers, that I may keep the commandments of my God. Uphold me according to your promise that I may live. And let me not be put to shame in my hope. Hold me up that I may be safe and have regard for your statutes continually. Why is God not always able to bless our lives? The psalmist writes, you spurn all who go astray from your statutes, for their cunning is in vain. All the wicked of the earth you discard like dross, Therefore, I love your testimonies. My flesh trembles for fear of you, and I am afraid of your judgments. It's a kind of a common thing for people who haven't been taught the meaning to think that God is someone to fear. That's true, but not in the way that we would define the word fear. When the Bible talks about fearing God, the word means Reverent awe of who God is. And the psalmist says, I spurn those who go astray. I don't want to be influenced by those who don't walk in your word. Their cunning, their devices are in vain. They cannot trick me. Why? Because the wicked of the earth are discarded, and because I love your testimonies. One of the reasons God wants us to love his word is so that we can't be tricked by the cunning of others. We can't be confused by what sounds like truth, but when it's put up against God's word, we realize that's nothing God would have said. Those wouldn't be his testimonies. We should be afraid of God's judgment. He'll always discipline us to bring us back to what we know is true, bring us back to him. The next strove for stanza is called Ayin. And it talks about why we so need God's discernment and why we need to seek wise and discerning, spiritually discerning advisors. In verse 121, He says, I have done what is just and right. Do not leave me to my oppressors. Give your servant a pledge of good. Let not the insolent oppress me. My eyes long for your salvation and for the fulfillment of your righteous promise. Deal with your servant according to your steadfast love and teach me your statutes I am your servant. Give me understanding that I may know your testimonies. In scripture, understanding is not just knowing God's word. It's knowing what God's word can produce in our lives. It can keep us safe from our oppressors. It can keep us on the track and the plan for our life that God has laid out. God's statutes aren't just to control us. They are to protect us by controlling us. God has no need to control our lives except because he loves us so much. He wants the very best for us. And he knows if we allow him to take care of us. We're safe. If we listen to his laws and adjust our lives, line our lives up with what he teaches is true, we won't be tricked or confused by all the influences in this world. Often we're distracted by the opinions of others. And God says, let me give you my testimonies, understand my testimonies, and then you will know how to live safely and you'll know what's true. Our blessings occur because we want to walk with God, not that we grudgingly do out of obedience because this is what God said. God wants us to want to be his. God wants us to joyfully want to follow his statutes. In verse 126, it says, "'It is time for the Lord to act, "'for your law has been broken. "'Therefore, I love your commandments.'" Above gold, above fine gold. He wants you to love his word more than any of the earthly riches you might acquire. In verse 128, he writes, "'Therefore I consider all your precepts to be right. I hate every false way. I turn from it. I don't want the false ways in my life. I want to hate those things so that I can consider and know and understand that everything you've taught, every plan you've taught in your word is right. The next stanza is, I think appropriately, Given the Hebrew letter pay, why do we need to study God's word every day? You've probably heard your whole life that you need to have a quiet time with God. You need to spend time in God's word. And we know it's true, but do we know that it's true so much that we want to do that? We want to begin our day with the Lord and with his word. The psalmist writes, your testimonies are wonderful, therefore my soul keeps them. Do you get up in the morning and know, oh, I just need God's word, it's wonderful for my day. I want his word for my soul so that I can keep my life associated with God's will. The unfolding of your word, Words give light. It imparts understanding to the simple. How many times today will we think, gosh, I wish I knew what to do. God's word, God's laws, God's statutes give wisdom to all of us. And they impart this ability to be able to choose according to what God would want us to choose. Jesus said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Jesus was saying exactly what the psalmist is saying here. You need to want God's word, hunger for it, thirst for it, like you do your food and your water. And when you've come through a dry time in your life, doesn't his word feel like water? when you're at your most thirsty. That's the joy we should have in consuming and needing God's Word. We don't need water once in a while or once or twice a week. We need water every day throughout the day. That's how you need God's Word. Often, throughout the day. That's why this psalmist said, I will hide your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Or your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. We need his word to know what to do next. In verse 131, the psalmist writes, I open my mouth and pant because I long for your commandments. Turn to me and be gracious to me as is your way with those who love your name. What does it mean to love the name of God? It means to love all of who he is. That's what name meant in the Hebrew mindset. God's name is his character. Remember, God gave himself the name I am. He is all things at all times. And the psalmist asks him, be gracious to me, God, because that's your way. You have a way of gracious. That's your name. It's who you are. But there are those that will never understand that we want to make God's word the highest of priorities in our life. And so the psalmist writes in verse 133, keep steady my steps according to your promise. And let no iniquity get dominion over me. Redeem me from man's oppression that I may keep your precepts. Make your face shine upon your servant and teach me your statutes. My eyes shed streams of tears because people do not keep your law. There's so much in these words. The psalmist knew God. He could write, I grieve because the people don't understand what you want. They don't know the truth. They don't care to keep your word. And the psalmist grieved over that. He said, Lord, protect me from those that would influence me away from what you've said. Redeem me from those who are angry with me because I want to live your ways. There will always be people who disagree. In our world today, there are maybe more people who disagree with God's word, the totality of it, than there are those who completely and fully agree with each word. I wouldn't have said that of the time I was born, but I would say that of the time now. We live at a time when there's a larger percentage of the population that believes parts of God's word. Um, And that's the great sadness the psalmist was speaking to. He says, Make your face shine on me. God's face is his favor almost as if a mom takes the face of her child in her hands so that the child can't see anywhere else and can focus on her when she says, Do you know how much I love you? And that child knows. Take a moment and know God has your face in his hand. And we want to see God's face the way we would see the face of a loving mother. He loves us. It is out of that love for him and his love for us that we walk in his ways and we keep his statutes. The next stanza, it's uh, difficult to know how to say that, but in Hebrew, you would pronounce it Saudi like you would Saudi Arabia, Saudi. And it says, talks about the fact that God's word is truth. And it's even true for those who don't believe it. Those, we don't change God's word because we think it's true or because we don't think it's true. Our opinion of God's word doesn't change the fact it is truth. And so, how can we allow God to direct what we believe and the choices we make, even though the opinions of others are influential in our life? In verse 137, he writes, Righteous are you, O Lord, and right are your rules. You've appointed your testimonies in righteousness and in all faithfulness, My zeal consumes me because my foes forget your words. Your promise is well tried, and your servant loves it. He was zealous. The psalmist was zealous for God's word. When he wrote Psalm 119, he knew the power of God's word. He knew the benefits of living with God's word. And he wanted to write this Psalm to help teach those things to others. And he says, I love your word. I hope that having spent some time in Psalm 119, you've learned to love God's word more, to rely on it more in your life. It's powerful truth, and it has been throughout every generation. So what should be our delight in knowing God's word? In verse 141, the psalmist writes, I am small and despised, yet I do not forget your precepts. This is a statement of humility. Compared to God and his righteousness, we are small and we feel so much less than who God is. We want to do better. We want to know more. We want to walk more closely with him. But the only way to do that is to not forget what God has said, and we all do. In verse 142, he says, your righteousness is righteous forever. And your law is true. Trouble and anguish have found me out, but your commandments are my delight. Your testimonies are righteous forever. Give me understanding that I may live. God's word should be our delight. We shouldn't Grudgingly memorize it, learn it. Oh, I need to walk more with God. I need to read His Word today. You should run to it in the morning knowing it's going to be what you need to strengthen you for the day. This Psalm 119 is everything you need to know and believe about God and His Word in order to live fully with Him. So that we can, like the psalmist, say, Your testimonies are righteous forever. Do you know that what God's word has said has always, every day of creation, been right and had the power to make us right with God? And it forever and always will. That's why. The psalmist wrote Psalm 119. That's why he worked so hard to teach us to trust God's Word, to live with it, and to enjoy who God is. I hope that for all of us, that will be the message that we continue to gain from Psalm 119. If we want to be right with God, We need to be dedicated in understanding His Word. See you next time.
0: We are so glad you're tuning in to the Grounded in Truth podcast. Since you're here, we know you understand that studying God's Word is essential in strengthening us for the unavoidable challenges in life. In this world, we will experience difficult seasons but God's word tells us that we can experience the great calm of Jesus in every circumstance. That's why Janet wrote her most recent book, A Great Calm. This collection of scripture-based devotionals will prepare and strengthen you for those inevitable storms. So when the worries do come, you can frame your thoughts with the truth of God's words found in scripture. It's a perfect book to keep by your bedside table or wherever you can easily reach for it when you need to quiet your mind and restore your soul. A Great Calm would also make a wonderful gift for someone you might know who is walking through a difficult time. Copies are limited, so please visit foundationswithjanet.org forward slash calm or click the link in the show notes to order your copy of A Great Calm today.